0: Today is Monday, October 17th, Bulbocast Season 5, Episode 4, Go Diego, Go! Today we talk about the Alder episode just aired in Japan, and Masuda's latest tweets about N and potential Ruby Sapphire remakes. Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bulbocast. I'm your host Herstat, and today with us we have Musashi.
1: Hi everyone.
0: And we have Luna.
1: Hello out there.
0: Uh, and as always, our first topic today is the most recent a- anime episode in Japan. Uh, so if one of you guys could give, uh, give us a rundown for that, that'd be greatly appreciated.
2: It starts out on Route uh, 5. They've just left the Mbasa, and we, the gang comes across like one of those uh, roadside festival fair things. Uh, like you see in the games, except much more extensive, much bigger. A lot is happening. Food, carnival, stuff like that. Street fair, whatever you want to call them. So uh, the gang ends up meeting Trip on the way through this, and I don't remember. I did he hear that Alder was gonna be there, or was that just coincidence? It was just a coincidence. Okay, so they meet. Um, they meet up with Trip and discover that Alder is on the route, except he is currently sitting in. Officer Jenny's sidecar with her herdier, which is absolutely adorable because he just starts it starts licking his face and stuff like that. But she's berating him, and he's flirting with her. And well, pretty much where push comes to shove, and Jenny's not happy, so he gets into the brush off and trips all, oh, you're my hero. And Alder, I believe, doesn't actually remember who he is. No, he doesn't, right. Then they start arguing that, like, who wants to defeat out, ba- al- uh, wants to battle elder. Alder... chooses Ash, and it's, it's it seems like a rudimentary battle. Not not that, maybe we'll actually fight champions. But of course, as all champion battles have a hitch, and this one's no different. Elder sends out his buffalo, buffalant, whatever you want to call him, and Ash Ash chooses Pikachu. Alder's on his side, you know, calm, collected, eyes closed, kind of, nah, all cool and collected. Ash starts putting out a commanding attacks out of Pikachu, and Alder says nothing, which in turn means Bufalon isn't doing anything. Bufalon at some point gets really impatient, realizing that Alder is just standing there, you know, being his chill self. Until Bufalant gets really angry, and we find out that Alder's kind of asleep. (laughs) He is sleeping through the battle, pretty much. Which does not exactly raise the confidence of the children. So Buffalon gets mad. Alder issues a head charge, Afro-afro-break, as they call it. Which is actually kind of funny when they say it. And instead of, um, I believe at this point, um, yeah, does the, does the afro break. It doesn't quite hit Pikachu. Instead, he does a U-turn and hits his master, sending him flying into the nearest tree. Musashi, you want to continue from there?
1: Uh, after that, Um, he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And everyone's kind of upset and like, "Why is the champion sleeping through the battle?" And Shuti gets really upset because, like, he's looked up to Alder his whole life, basically, and he feels like like all his dreams are shattered now. So he just kind of walks off. And so, you know, Ash, Silen, and Iris just go to have a meal with Alder, and he tells them all their, or he asked them what their dreams are. And, you know, Ash says he wants to be a Pokemon master. Iris wants to be a dragon master. Uh, Cylon, or Salon wants to be a Pokemon connoisseur. And he asked them, well, when you achieve these dreams, what do you want to do? And they're really not sure what to say. So it gives them something all to think about, about you can't just have a dream. You have to know what you want to do once you achieve it and so eventually alder just goes on their merry way and the gang just walks off to the next gym
2: sort of So go ahead. we're
1: missing a bit of the episode um
2: uh be- be- between um the meal and ash you know the kids walking out into the sunset there was a rampaging gigolith what did it do no it was pretty much tearing up the fair uh, nurse. Jo- uh, nurse Joy ended up telling Alder and Ash and the ki- like, you know, the other kids that there was terror going on out there, and uh, Alder was pretty much very confident that he handled the situation. Got himself, you know, being pulled into a post-pillar thing when he tried to confront the Gigalith, but it turns out that Alder is much stronger than he looks. And is, in fact, able to body slam, or what, what is that whole, what is that wrestling move where you kind of grab it and then kind of bend over backwards and slam the, your opponent into the ground? Yeah, I think that's a body slam. Yeah, okay. That happens. Surflex, oh, Surflex. I don't, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, and so it, it turns out that rampaging Gigalith is not exactly you know, angry because they're having this, you know, affair. It's angry because it has a nail in its foot. I think I saw that plot on Go Diego Go once. <laughs> Actually, no, I did. But, um, uh, Alder was all, I bl- I'm not quite sure. I have no idea what was going on in said episode. But, like, what they were saying. But, Al- I'm pretty sure it was probably something to the effect of, you know, you gotta have a little faith in Pokemon or something like that, I can only guess because even though it was rampaging Alder was pretty sh- pretty sure that it wasn't just, you know, being angry and that there was something wrong so Gigalith is all healed up or at least his foot wound is actually that was one hell of a really nasty crack in its foot I kind of winced because even, you know, it was a pretty ugly sight but, um uh, Gigalith went happily out into the forest, and that's when the kids decided, okay, we're going to cross the bridge now. Driftvale City Bridge. Driftvale Bridge.
1: There we go. And that was the episode. More or less. But not before Alder flirted with Joy, of course. Oh my <laughs> god! He flirted <laughs> like a champion!
0: I loved it! <laughs> He's like the next Brock.
2: <laughs> I, I think he... You know what? He is considering. He is not as he is like just as not successful as Brock is. I put my thumbs up to that. <laughs> and I, the, what I like about Outer having some sort of purse personality is the fact that he actually shows a personality. Like Lance and um, Lance Cynthia. And Cynthia really didn't have personalities, and I can't really count Steven unless you count because I. You, you really can't count him either because he was only there once and didn't quite. You know, I don't. I don't count that, that one. That episode did not count. And they really did not show any substantial personality when they were on. So for Elder to be an absolute flirt,
1: like shameless <laughs> flirt. And not just that. I mean, I love the part where he just like. Slapped his buffer on like on the butt, and I was just <laughs> cracking up so much when he did that in like the middle of the battle.
2: Yeah, you, you, it's like you you slapped that Kael's hindcourt. Yeah, just uh, that was funny
1: the only thing i didn't like about alder is that he had the exact same voice as oak and it was just really distracting and kind of took something out of it because i just kept thinking of oak the whole time but (laughs) other than that i just loved alder he just had so much personality and actually very vibrant there was one other thing that i really hated it's that stupid gag where he can't get people's names right like I don't know what it is about Best Wishes, but every other character seems to be able to not pronounce someone's name correctly, and it's just not as funny as the writers think it is. It's old, and I really, really don't want to see that gag ever again.
2: Well, Alder is kind of absent-minded, I suppose. It seems to probably yeah, but we already had the,
1: the Kenyon. Kenya, yeah. I mean, I had my fill with that during the whole Dawn Battle Tournament. We don't need to go again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so no, you guys um, brought up an interesting point that you said that you really like the elder has personality. and you compared him to Lance and Cynthia and Steven. Uh, and so do you I mean, obviously, it's a good thing that he has his personality. But like, is this a good thing for the champion? I I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. But what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it is. It makes him a lot more likable. I mean. Cynthia was cool and all, because, you know, she had a little ice cream thing, and, well, there wasn't really too much besides that, aside from her being a girl, and, you know, it was cool to have a girl champion, but other than that, you know, it's just really nice to have him, you know, have a champion act more like a real person, and not just kind of some standoff person from far away, like, it's nice that he actually interacts with the kids more, and they just have this... Cool camaraderie already. It feels like
2: there's all. It, there's also. Um, it also seems to go a lot with his game personality in a way. the way, the fact that he has actually been away from the league for a while, he actually seems more connected with the real world than probably any of the other champions before them.
1: Before yeah, him. he does because Alders just seems to be traveling all the time and flirting with people and mm. battling doing all sorts of stuff. So. That just makes it more realistic to actually have someone who travels for once instead of just, you know, sits there and twiddles his thumbs waiting for people to battle him.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh not let I do want to I do wanna I do wanna point this out. It's sort of like um I do wanna point out that there seems to be a similarity between him and Jiraiya from Naruto. Only in the sense that he is very strong. He is kind of, you know, he probably would peep on you if you were in the baths. <laughs> <laughs> and he just does he doesn't get all that lucky and but um he will at, I do believe at one point he will shine he he will show that he's not some guy who falls asleep when battling children
1: Well he did at the end he kind of you know, he got more serious, and when he talked to you know Ash and the group, and it's like, oh, he's not just a jokester. You know, he can be serious when he wants to, and that was something else I liked. You know, there's two sides to his personality. Yeah,
2: he just he, I I just really love his worldly aspects. He has a good grasp on him. He has a good grasp on himself, and even 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 if he even if he screws up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He he does. I he probably is at this point probably one of the more he probably is the vibrant he is the most vibrant champion we've had yet, and that's probably saying something (laughs) considering we've had Lance with his capes, and yes, Cynthia, Cynthia, you know, was a girl who was absolutely she was she was drop dead gorgeous, (laughs) and Wallace had his cape, and like Stephen had his million rings, and. Alder, <laughs> has, Alder, Alder has his, Alder has his, you know, ball necklace, a ball necklace, and like he can't like, figure out how to use the Pokemon. He's, he's got like, yeah, he's got twelve, he's got twelve Pokemon on him. The computer That's system is just ass. too hard to use. Although you, gotta one, you got to one, then you got to ask yourself exactly if he if he does not uh, subscribe himself to the whole transfer system. How How is it that, if you think about it, like, from way back in the earlier series, how does Ash's, like, seventh, this crabby, ended up getting teleported away automatically? Does that mean that Ash already had an account? Well, no, I suppose uh, Oak would have done an account, but I don't know. It just seems like... The well,
1: well, when Ash caught more than six in the anime, you know, they just, just shrunk and he couldn't open them up until he transferred one to the Pokemon Center. And so he's just... He sends his extra ones to Juniper and switches them out. So I'm not sure how it works with Alder. I guess if you just wear him on his little chain then that counts as being transferred, but maybe special confusing. Champion. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but well it doesn't matter. He's he's he he is um he he is a bad Mama Jama, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I sure get away with it. I can't I I would I would use some, you know Kind of profanity that nobody wants to hear, but
1: I'm going to refrain from that. So I have to think of other ways <laughs> to express the fact that this man was bad dude. But yeah. it's also cute that even though you know, his buffron got mad at him for you know falling asleep during the battle, you know, right after it was getting some food and he actually ate right out of Elder's hands and kind of licked him a little, and it was like, oh that's cute. Yeah. Uh, but- so I mean, you don't really see that kind of bond with a. Uh, a champion and a pokemon with the other champions either no definitely not you never you never any saw like any part
2: of their downtime at all No. and even even though it seemed uh buffalant was pretty much very re- very willing and ready to forgive out for all his discrepancies, but it seems like that what well, probably wasn't the first time that this had happened <laughs> given no. uh buffalant's reaction yeah why but the fact that Buffalon also wasn't doing any commands on himself, also just always, um wasn't doing any moves on his own without being commanded, probably esteemed by a couple of other ch- um, Pokemon and their trainers beforehand. Um, it, sh- I think, it shows a lot of loyalty. Out of yeah, anyway. I'm just gonna
1: say the same thing. Like, it shows that like, it's really loyal to him, and you it know, he does, him. yeah, like, like <laughs> his Pokemon knows like he deserves to be champion. He's just a little annoying at times. <laughs> Yeah, although I, I don't think he, his buffalo,
2: his yeah, his Pokemon might think that. I'm sorry for keep calling it buffalo, but buffalon and buffron just it goes to a buffalo. So um, but uh, it just oh, I lost my train of thought now. But um, no, it it. Alder, even though if the Pokemon think that yeah, he might deserve to be a champion, I don't think Alder does. Only because well, they did say that not in this episode, but in the game, or at least implied in the games that. Or so it was implied somewhere that the uh, position was forced upon him, or at least he
1: was like you know pushed into a position where he had to take it. So I think yeah, the anime really captured that thing with he doesn't really quite want to be there, even though he's strong enough to be there.
2: Mm. I feel sorry for I- Marshall and Sharon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes him a lot more relatable though that that it's it's not like this this infallible, you know trainer anymore you can actually the, the characters can relate with him and the audience can relate with him now too
1: mm-hmm. and it was nice to see a different side of Trip for once I mean he's usually just kind of angry and oh you're so basic but now we actually, we actually got to see him smile and be all happy when he first met Alder and then seeing like so, his know, hero just kind of crushed. crumble before him it, was, it just brought out another side of him that was really refreshing to see and I hope the writers do more with that in his next appearance. I actually kind of hope that
2: when Alder does eventually get serious, Trip is there to see it, and so hopefully his faith in him is restored, because that would actually make me kind of happy. Yeah, me too.
0: So, for the first time in a little while, uh, the video game uh, news has actually probably been more interesting than the anime (laughs) (laughs) for this previous week.
1: You can say Um, that again. Oh, no kidding!
0: No kidding. Yeah, uh, Junichi Masuda dropped a couple of bombs—bombs on us this uh, week—and the first of which is about N. I know this is Luna's Luna's favorite topic, Um, (laughs) but he 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 revealed a a list of things. Um, You know, some of them are pretty obvious, like he's shunned by humans and he has a strong connection with Pokemon. Um and that potent Pokemon versus that ideology, but some other things that are interests are interesting. Are, um, he believes he's perfect. Um, he can see the past and the future of people. Uh, he don't know who his parents are. Um, he has a really high IQ, and then the big one, which, yeah. um, because his name is N, he, uh, Masuda revealed his real name, which is Natural Harmonia Gropius. Um, and the naturally. N <laughs> and the end comes from the term "natural number." Oh. What do you guys think about this revelation?
2: Can we laugh first?
0: Yes, we already are <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am honestly not quite sure where they were going with that, or what what's the purpose of having a name as constructed as um Kind of variant is that because uh, you don't really name, you obviously don't name your child natural. So either there were special circumstances for him to be called natural, or somebody over Japan thinks that natural is a perfectly good name.
1: Uh, I think it might be a case of uh, Japan thinking, oh, English sounds cool to us. And so maybe it sounds cool to them, but. It's just kind of I, ridiculous from an English standpoint, especially that whole Tropius part. That makes me think of something completely different. I,
0: oh, everyone is, has, that, is, has that Photoshop with Tropius with N's face on it.
2: <laughs> oh, there I've was seen one, that. That's there was one. Yeah, there's one with uh, gets its face, too, and I'm thinking yeah, that's where that's where N came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's obviously the Tropius, and there's obviously the um, the uh, Casual, the casual, perverse—you know—jokes that you could make about Gropius and sounding like you know groping, and that uh, Mm -hmm. that that that's that's
1: a sexual harassment lawsuit right there. That whole natural number thing just seems kind of random to me, and I'm not sure where that came from or how it really relates to the character.
0: Well, um, one of the other points is that uh, Mm -hmm. and excels in math. Uh, enough to be... Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Masuda called it uh, uh, called him a math wizard. I, I mean, not sure what that means, but I'm sure that's where that comes from.
1: Yeah, but that's not really a big part of his character, though. It just seems kind of something that's thrown in at the last second. He explains the sponge. As, like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Is, isn't that... It's a, that's a... Uh,
2: Menger sponge. It's, it's, yeah, something, it's, it's, it's some sort of mathematical... That I am, I am not even going to admit that I understand.
0: I think it's of, a fractal. It's like, I think is the name for it. Where um, you have, um, you can have like a series of any. If you look at a part of the, of the, of the shape or or the two-dimensional image, it'll look at the same as the the the, uh, the next the whole thing. And so there are several levels you can go with that Menger sponge. And that it does explain that and why that that mathematical thing oh, he has. D-
2: yeah, definitely it I mean, if you br- if you if you break it down to like if you break his name down to three different parts, you actually get something that's um mathematic related, then you get the harmonia, which is the music related and its connection to get this. But then you get the gropiest part. <laughs> now, people have been trying to look into what um, what Gropius comes from. And mostly the only thing we really can find is the fact that it's the last name of a German architect named Walter Gropius. So we're not, it's kind of hard to connect how you get, um, mathematic number, musical term, last name of a pretty, uh, pi- uh let's see, Wikipedia explains him as uh, Walter, uh, Walter Gropius as ...being regarded as one of the pioneering masters of modern, architect. ar- uh, modern, ar- modern architecture. I can say this. So, not quite sure how that applies.
1: It and, just feels like they made him overly complicated to try to make the games deep.
2: Uh, well, unless they're about to like, go into how deep it is in the third game, it's kind of really useless and not very helpful. <laughs>
0: I mean, it could be some sort of a metaphor, right? Because, I mean, if Walter Gropius was this big reforming architect for... If you, you you know, kind of set forth modern architecture, I mean, maybe they're trying to say the end is trying to set forth a new social structure for the Pokemon world. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but, I mean, it's plausible.
1: Hmm. Although... He probably yeah. just dropped this information just to get us talking about it and try to figure out what it means to try to keep interest Bashing up our in head games. In. Bashing mm-hmm. our head in is more like it, really.
2: <laughs> we're, we're we're still we're. I don't think the fandom's going to stop reeling about this for maybe another couple weeks because the joke hasn't
1: died just yet. No, there's just so many ways you can go with it.
0: Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, and I think I think that's probably why he he put out the tweet just to get you know, get the fandom all of Twitter about it you know, to get people interested in the games again now that we're we're in a sort of lull he's he's taken advantage of his new Twitter That's yeah, and he, that wasn't the only thing he's done on Twitter, earlier right. this week earlier this, or well last week but earlier in the week he, uh, he replied to a lot of fans who had been tweeting him uh, and he said he said, thanks, I've received your sentiments. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire are very important games to me. I want to make something good. Uh, thanks. And so, what this is concerning is that a lot of people tweeted, tweeted his new account saying, we want the Ruby and Sapphire remix to be remade. Uh, and this is kind of a big tweet, because it doesn't, I mean, you can go, you can look at this and go either way. You know, he says Ruby and Sapphire are important to me, I want to make something good. I mean, you can follow that and say, I want to make something, Ruby and Sapphire, you know, a remake, but on the other hand, you know, they're important to me, but that's not what I'm focused on. I want to make something good. Um And so this has also been the source of much discussion in the fandom. So what do you what do you guys think about this tweet?
1: I don't think it's as important as everyone's making it out to be. It just sounds like He's just being polite about the games, just kind of brushing them off, and the fandom's just kind of going off on all these changes. It's like, oh, they're coming soon, but I don't think it's anything that big. He's just trying to be polite to all the people asking about it,
2: mm. being very courteous while um, using the casual brush off. Yeah, a lot of it's that's definitely a PR thing. So I I do get the feeling that he is trying to. Well, he's either trying to be quiet about remakes or gently trying to let down the fandom that no, there never will be. Or, or, yeah. But, um, I... Well, isn't the question really now is, do we want them?
0: That's a, I mean, it has been almost 10 years since Ruby and Sapphire came out. They came out in 2003 in America and 2002 in Japan, and it's almost 2012. <laughs>
1: I like um, having remakes every generation. I mean, if they remade Ruby and Sapphire, I would get it because I've only played Emerald. And if they remade Diamond and Pearl next year, I'd get that too because Diamond and Pearl were my first games. And it's just nice to have something different, you know, with each generation, not just the new game. It's nice that we can get something old as well. So I hope we do get remakes this generation and every generation of something at least.
0: I think I think an interesting thing with that point then is that. Ruby and Sapphire are tend to be the most polarizing games in the fandom as well. Every, everyone either loves it or they hate it. Um, and giving and g- taking another shot at making those games maybe you know take some of the people who disliked the games and letting them you know reevaluate it uh, anew would be an interesting thing for them to do.
2: I like I like to point out that I don't I don't think that we should have remakes every generation because that seems a little ba- uh, backwards. If you can still play your DS games on your 3DS, because I'm probably not going to have moved on to.
1: Um... Well, it's not about that. It's just about making money. I mean, every time they release a Pokemon game, it always seems to break a record, and they make tons of money. So yeah, I think they're def- just going to keep doing it anyway. It doesn't really matter about compatibility as much. It's they just want to make money.
2: Well, there's only there's really only so much you can do. The um, diamond and pearl to extend it past the, what platinum already did to it. Um, ov- uh, obviously, ah, uh, heart gold and soul silver kind of overreached. Ah, uh, what gold and silver and even crystal were, and fire red, leaf green, overreached definitely what red and blue and yellow did. So, if um, if ruby and sapphire get um get remixed, they're definitely going to be added content but what more can you really add to diamond and pearl? I mean, obviously that's in the theoretical and there could be in any number of things that they could add to, but I think that what, I mean, even uh, remaking it for the sake of remaking it, I don't think that they would do that just cause, I mean, we had, um, we had like good cause to actually remake, you know, red, um, red, blue, um, and gold and silver. Because that, that really was, like, so many um, handhelds ago. And with... Um,
1: yeah, I understand about how the technology, you know, you kind of had to remake it, or otherwise you couldn't really get them you, all, but... You, you definitely lose the, um, you definitely lose something if you didn't. Mm-hmm. I just but, think it adds something more to the generation to actually have another one along with it. I mean, it seems to have been successful before, so I think they'll just keep doing it anyway.
2: So they should always remake the one that came two generations before?
1: Uh, I think it adds adds nice variety, and it keeps the anime fresh as well, you know. Sort of, you get a little of the old stuff in as well. and It just feels like a way to keep the, the generation going and kind of not get too stagnant before the next one. I don't know. I think the fandom doesn't shouldn't actually be expecting remakes, or else it's
2: it seems like it's, to give remakes every gen, like every generation seems to be spoiling us a little bit too much, and we really shouldn't be expecting so much. The fact that people were always like, "But there were remakes before. There's going to be remakes this time." It's kind of like a frustrating attitude because they really don't owe us anything. The fact that we're that we got the previous remakes was sort of like this like this God's little gift in a way. <laughs> And it was really nice, really, really nice to get them. I'm, I was happy.
1: But um, I, I think don't even see the remakes as really just giving us giving us stuff. They know that crass games were popular, and it gives us variety. And so I just think they'll keep doing it anyway for money's sake.
2: Mm, well, I, I I might have a bit more. I, I I kind of have a faith that they probably that they well, in theory, yes, money makes the world go round, and money's nice, and they milk us for all. Worth and thank God the dream world is free.
0: <laughs> yeah, otherwise,
2: <laughs> otherwise, we'd be extremely broke, and I would.
0: Have
2: but um, uh, I, I think that m- I just think that maybe that I don't know. I have a little bit more faith. That they wouldn't do that to us. That they I would don't... not give us, you know, new re- um, remakes past um, the, the um, like from two and like they wouldn't go. Beyond, like, two handhelds ago with the remakes. As long as there was some sort of compatibility, I don't think they would remake it.
1: Well, I can see Kanto being remade again for, like, 20th or 25th anniversary just because that's the first. So, another remake of Kanto will definitely come. No problem with that. that. I have no problem with that.
0: An interesting thing that that I think why... A big reason why they remade those first two games is because, um, actually... uh, ArcBlader used a really good analogy that the technology wasn't up to par. If you look at the difference between, uh, you know, the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy, it's like comparing, you know, a 1995 car to, you know, something a Model T. You know, you're taking, you know, you're taking. There's this huge development in the ga- uh, in the in the video game technology. Um, but you know, if you're looking at the difference between, if we're talking about a, you know, potential Ruby Sapphire. A remake or a Diamond Pro remake—the difference between 1995 cars now and and now uh, and the ni- the Model T in the 1995 cars is a huge difference. I and mean, at this point, the technology doesn't take away from the experience. And while I would love to have remakes, I think they need to spread it out more so that way people have an incentive to buy them because the experience of playing the older games is. Uh, detriment to to it because of the technology
1: Mm. that's true but another reason they might do ruby sapphire remakes is because you can't even really buy the games anymore except off of ebay as far as i can see so remakes are also a good way to get you know the young kids playing the older games and seeing what they missed out on Hmm and
2: i don't and just and even though people could say like oh well you know ruby and sapphire are still compatible if you take if you keep if you jump like two systems but at the same time how many how every, everyone's up to, everyone's either upgraded already to the uh, dsi and the 3ds and probably only half the um and then probably still have their you know uh, ds lights which makes compatible a little compatibility a little bit easier Or who knows actually what the statistics are, but getting them up to date so we don't have to rely on like a middle game, like a middle like a middle middle system actually seems like a good bet.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot more difficult to you know import your Pokemon from those games, and don't the Game Boy Advance still have their batteries? Or yes, they do. Yeah, so that's Uh another reason that, that people's batteries. Although the games
0: don't, don't die, the games no, don't the, die. You oh, yeah, just yeah, lose the time events.
1: That's right. the batteries so, like, just died.
0: You lose your secret bases. You lose your uh, your berries go away. Um, the events like at the contest halls and stuff. You have there are certain events they have that are based on times. Um, mm-hmm. Those all those all go away. So there is that incentive, and you know they did just come out. Nintendo did just come out with a new system too. I mean, that would be a great advertising for the 3DS, you know.
2: Definitely would, which probably means that after Ruby Sapphire, the next ones probably would be, uh, you know, Fire Red and Leaf Green being re-remade. Which, because, well, if if Ruby and Sapphire get the jump off the uh, Game Boy Advance, certainly um, the uh, previous remakes of that generation should also be making the leap afterwards.
1: Yeah, but well, I can see them waiting for like a twentieth or twenty-fifth anniversary for doing red green again. You know, just oh, that's because not they're, they're going to make a big event out of that. And,
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know if they do a a, a fire red leaf green remake right after uh, a ruby sapphire one. I think they'd. Well, I don't think up.
1: it would be. A fire red leaf, green remake, anyway, I think they would just go back and do red, green all over again i can 't see a remake of a remake that doesn't really make much sense remake from yeah. remake would just be like the because if they if they
2: obviously, if they remake blue, red uh, like red, and blue again, what would they do except not like what would they do instead of adapting what 's already happened if they didn't adapt what happened in fire red, leaf green, and they did something completely different. They'd have to do something that doesn't compi- uh, completely break the, um, uh, let's see, uh, canonical contributions uh, that Fire Red and Leaf Green made, like the Sevi Islands.
1: Well, there's something always they- something new they could add. I mean, you never know what they'll think of next. Mm.
0: Something they could do is they could throw in the Sevi Islands into the Ruby Sapphire remake and kind of include that as a. As a uh, you know, a, a quick shout out to to the to the Canto games.
1: This would never, ever, ever happen. But they really want to do something different for remakes. They could always throw the Orange Islands in as some sort of extra.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still think there should be some sort of Orange Islands in the game. Like that'd be a yes. a cool little game to just throw in there. Wouldn't have to be some. Big thing like a remake or something, but it would just be something fun for anime fans to have, and I think it would do well. And that well,
2: not that, only anime
0: that
1: fans would
2: have uh, thund- That would require a, ye- a Thunder Yellow to be, rem- to be made. In- <laughs> but I think um, I think ob- obviously Sevy Islands are supposed to be like um, an XB for the uh, Orange Archipelago, because obviously you have like you have like there's a couple similarities in the way that well lore lays in the Orange Islands. And there
1: she is in the Seve
2: Islands. So I think that they were supposed to be the homage. Yeah, but it would
1: just be nice to do gyms the way that they did in the Orange Islands with all the cool little events and races. And it would just be a nice change of pace from just battles.
2: Well, you probably—I mean, you could—you could—you could, you could, you could uh, like add a um, like when, like a, a mini game center, like the po poke, the to the Sevii Islands, and, and like to make up for that fact, because you're not going to get gyms that are just about racing and stuff like that, because then nobody would play them. I hate the Pokeathlon with all my might because of how the um, battle mechanics are. So if I had to sit, sit through something like that just to beat these gyms, I would pretty much go, like, you know, screw
1: it and throw my game across the room. I could not yeah. take it. I hate that, too, but I think the fandom would respond better if it was based off of the anime instead of something else that was made just for the game, so I think that might come out a little better.
0: Well, I think that's it for today. I'd like to thank you guys all for listening. Um, I know that Luna has a quick announcement just just, to make before...
2: Yeah, just, just a quick thing. Um, for people who... This, this, is for, this is for actually any shippers who actually pay attention and care, and the rest of you can turn it off here in, like, you know, the stream right now. But uh, the shipping list has moved back to Bulba Garden, you know, airspace, in a way. We have moved to shipping.bulbaGarden.net. And I, I am personally very excited, only because I've been trying to put
1: this together for a year on and off and been very very lazy about it so i'm happy i've seen the new shipping site and it looks really good it's a lot nicer looking and i think all the shippers out there will like it as well
2: i hope so too and what i really hope what i'm really hoping is that they're that obviously just i just want users to be able to use it because a lot of the like i just want them to be able to have it you know, to be able to view the whole entire list without having problems, because it used to be on it used to be on the forums, and people complained that it never fully loaded, even when it was probably half the size that it was now. And that was like four years ago, and um, the web um, the web website probably didn't work for everybody either. And I just wanted something that gave people the opportunity to be there without so many like um, flashy content or things that would definitely Eat their bandwidth and just take forever to load. And this now it's so basic that you, if it doesn't load, something is very
0: wrong.
1: Yeah, it is. It's just a lot more organized than the web's one. I really like it a lot. Mm. I definitely mm. miss the, the, the roses themes, but
2: I, I, I have hopes. I have hopes.
0: Uh, well, thank you for that, Luna. A couple of notes that I'd like to make before uh, we leave. Um, due to lack of uh, interest... The question of the week has been extended for five weeks um, to this week, and I'm cutting it off at the time we cast next week. So if you want your question to be answered, to be read, put go in the thread and answer the question, and I will, might read your question. Um, otherwise, I'd give, uh, like I give a big shout-out uh, to Parmely for recording this, uh, for PPN, to PPNC for editing this, and then uh, to Gengar, Eat Banana, and Mintaka for being there when technology failed us. Um, and otherwise, uh, this is Hurstat signing off. See you guys later. Yay! <laughs>